What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Game 5 and going into Game 6 of the NBA Finals in 2021 of the Milwaukee Bucks taking a 3-2 lead after being down 2-0 against the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, you know, even Jay Crowder going into this, you know, taking that 2-0 lead, we really didn't think we were going to be having this conversation, and we really didn't think that the Bucks had a chance to come back, but... You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and especially in Game 5, True Holiday have just taken huge steps forward. Brooke Lopez as well. You know, they're just being coached amazingly. They're playing great team ball. And True Holiday is truly, truly living up to that trade and that contract extension that the Bucks gave him earlier this year. It's been amazing. This is one of the greatest finals we've seen in recent years just because it's fun. You don't know what's going to come. You don't know what's going to happen every night. You don't know if it's going to be CP3 going for 40. You don't know if D-Book's going to have 40. You don't know what's going to happen. True Holiday having 20-plus points in the first half. You really don't see these things happen often. Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, being fun with the media and talking about, um, you know, before we get into it, I, I just want to say I thought it was funny. I was, I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw something about Giannis. And there was an interview and they asked him, they were like, why do you keep leaving in the middle of the first quarter? Um, is it the injury? Is something nagging you in the knee? And he goes, uh, respectfully, I had to tinkle. And, he, and he's just talking about how he had to take a piss in the middle of the NBA Finals. So it's fun. It's human. It's something we haven't seen in a long time, you know, with LeBron James, Steph Curry for years on end. Um, I, and don't get me wrong, as undoubtedly fun as it was to watch those two go head-to-head, two Ohio natives just going out and balling every single night, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Love, which is not a great comparison, but it is what it is. Um, Cleveland really did not get LeBron the help that he deserved. But with that being said, it was just so much fun to watch those guys play over the years. And then we got a taste of something different with Toronto. Last year, we had a taste of something different with L.A., um, LeBron again, um, <laughs> and, and, and my, the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. And it was something totally different and generic. But now we have something totally different where the last NBA championship for the Milwaukee Bucks was, I believe, 1971. The last finals appearance was 1973, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me. That's the, I haven't checked it in a while, but that's the last time I remember um, the Phoenix Suns never winning a championship in their entire life. You know, CP3 going into year 16, Giannis Antetokounmpo being one of the best players in the world, but does not have that chip to solidify it. You know, Devin Booker doing it for Kobe, be legendary, something he has tattooed on his arm, something huge for him. You know, taking down LeBron in Staples Center in Kobe's house was something huge. Um, and what what else could we talk about? Chris Middleton undeniably proving that he could be a number one option on any given team. Maybe not on a championship team, but he's definitely a number one option. That man is a dog. You know, um, True Holiday, like I said, showing that that trade with New Orleans was so much bigger than people thought. I mean, the main thing with me is people thought True Holiday was done. He wasn't as good, but a lot of people just get caught in this narrative. And and, and don't get me wrong. um, We're going to be talking about the games and all that stuff going on. But the biggest thing for me right now, um, and and, and it's something that I wanted to address because I see Stephen A. Smith do it. I see, you know, Chris Carter do it. Um, Who else? Nick Wright, Colin, Colin Coward, and so many, so many people, Shannon, Skip, everybody, Shannon, not as much. Um, He's a little bit more down to earth, 
when it comes to these things because being a pro athlete, he understands that. Chris Carter as well, but Chris Carter even used to get caught up into it when he used to be on um, uh, First Things First. But let's just get right into what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like when Trey Young goes off in the playoffs, they start dick riding. And no one talked about Trey Young. I had Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks going to the playoffs at the beginning of the season on my one podcast. You can go back and listen to that right now. I had them possibly making the playoffs. This was before the Rondo trade even happened. Um, and they got Lou Will, but, you know, totally different team back then. Then the beginning of the season happens, everyone's clowning me, and, and, you know, it is what it is. They fire their head coach, they get a new one, um, and, and, and then they make the playoffs and everyone's dick riding them again. It's all about relevance. It's all about what is relevant today, and people start dick riding these guys. And I feel like, you know, there were so many people saying, oh, Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. I was one of those people. Because I love Devin Booker. I've been a fan of Devin Booker for the last, what, five to six years? You know, I didn't know him when he was in Kentucky, but the second he came to the Suns, I started watching his game more, you know, um, via highlights because they never really had the Suns on live television, at least not, you know, that I could afford to watch at the time. I was only like, what, 15 years old? But um, you're starting to see these guys just get more and more views and more and more looks and they're starting to praise these guys in a way they've never been praised before and I think it kind of changes their game it kind of changes who they are and your perspective of them perspective of them sorry um but I'm not trying to say Devin Booker isn't isn't as good as he's lived up to be I'm not saying Trey Young isn't as good as he's lived up to be I'm just saying the hype around them via ESPN just because of the fact that they're trying to make a good storyline is really unfortunate because these guys are dogs. These guys are amazing. And if you just let them play basketball, I feel like we'd have such a different conversation. You see the same thing with LeBron James ever since high school compared to Jordan, compared to Jordan, compared to Jordan. If you just let this man be great, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Nobody said that Michael Jordan was better than so-and-so. You know what I mean? Nobody put that burden on him. He didn't come to the league saying you need to be better than Larry, you need to be better than Will, you need to be better than so-and-so, Magic, etc. He just came in and did what he did, and he earned that title as the greatest player of all time. And the problem, for, for a very long time, and now it's, you know, the discussion is up again with LeBron and others, um, but my big, th- not others, so let's just leave it at that, it's just LeBron and Jordan, really. But um, my thing is, and I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, now you're talking about the Bucks. Now we're saying, oh, they're the big three. They're the best big three in the East. But at the beginning of the season, it was, you know, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. But now, just because of the fact that, you know, this is happening, we're not going to have that discussion. We're not going to say, well, maybe they're, they aren't the best big three, but they are the better team in, in the finals right now. You know, that's just undoubtedly true. You know, you did the same thing with the Miami Heat. Everyone had the Miami Heat um, missing the playoffs in 2020. I was a, I'm was a big-time Jimmy Butler fan. A big part of, you know, Jimmy Butler's game that I love is that he's not the most athletic guy on the court. He's not the biggest or the strongest, but he will outwork you, you know, and, and, and out-mentally beat. He will mentally beat you. He will mentally make you check out. Like, he is that much of a dog. I mean, that man will put you on skates. That man will make you... <laughs> Make you want to quit the game of basketball, trash talking and so on and so forth. But my big thing is, you know, they get to the NBA finals and they're praising Tyler Hero and they're praising Duncan Robinson as as the next, you know, Splash Brothers. You know what I mean? The white Splash Brothers. That's what they call them. You know, um, Kendrick Nunn. Everybody's talking about Kendrick Nunn now. Even Polo G has a song about Kendrick Nunn, but he's a Chicago native, so it makes sense. Anyways, um, but you understand my point. You know, then they... 
Then they get bounced out of the playoffs in four games against Milwaukee. And it's one of those things where it's like they immediately start dogging them. And it's like you were just praising them five minutes ago. You see Stephen A. Smith did the same thing about Shohei Otani. Talked very poorly about Shohei Otani. Then praised him. Then talked down on him again. It was a whole thing. But to me... I just think, you know, we're really overhyping this Bucks team right now. I think they're definitely NBA championship caliber team. But to say they're the best team in the NBA right now, even if they win the finals, relax. You know what I mean? Because going in the next year, you're going to give them that label as the best team in the NBA. And Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving will have a full, full offseason to work together. You know, adding pieces, doing their thing. You know, the 76ers could acquire Dame. We don't know. Damian Lillard, by the way, is officially... Uh, um, requesting a trade in a couple of days. That's what that's been rumored or going around. Um, that right after Space Jam Two got announced, I think it was the same day he said he was going to announce a trade. He's currently with Team USA. Some people were saying that he wasn't going to. Literally a few days after joining Team USA and being with you know guys like Zach Levine, uh, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, et cetera, et cetera. He got that taste. Kevin Durant, he got that taste of what it's like to play with winning players, you know, championship type caliber players. And um, I think he's just sick of it. He realized how easy it is to play with guys like this and how much fun it is. And he said, fuck this. I'm gone. Um, But we haven't even talked about what the topic is today. And I just wanted to get that out there. I wanted to express that feeling because I feel like I could have made a whole video about that. but but I just I just don't I just don't care enough. You know what I mean? It's it's not even that deep of a conversation. I just thought it was something interesting to talk about, something cool to say, um, something different, and and I just wanted to voice that opinion out there to see if you guys feel the same way. Because, like I said, um, right now especially the Atlanta Hawks were the twenty twenty one team for this. You know what I mean? The twenty twenty one team was the Atlanta Hawks, um, the New York Knicks. You know what I mean? The Charlotte Hornets, the teams that. Everybody said it was going to be dog shit at the beginning of the year. And then out of nowhere, the Hornets almost make the playoffs. Um, Julius Randle is an MVP type player. You know what I mean? Tibbs, Rose, Taj, they're literally changing the game and the culture of New York again. Uh, Spike Lee is going crazy in New York, as always. You know, the media is dick riding that. And then you have, you know, Atlanta. Trey Young is, is being viewed as one of the greatest villains of all time in the sport of basketball. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um, LaMelo Ball in the play-in almost makes it all the way there after missing a month or, or more. It's just one of those things where, I don't know, it's just a lot. And for 2022, I know you guys are going to call me biased, that team is the Chicago Bulls. That team is undoubtedly the Chicago Bulls. I also think the Minnesota Timberwolves could also be a team like that. Um, a big thing I think people don't realize if the Minnesota Timberwolves were to trade for Damian Lillard, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's let's think about it. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, a shit ton of picks. And I think they still have, I don't think they have Covington. I think Covington is on, um, Robert Covington, I think he's on the Rockets. But I, I might be wrong, he might still be on the Timberwolves. But, you know what I mean? If they were to get someone like Dame, or they were just to get a solidified point guard, you still have Carl Anthony Towns. You still have Anthony Edwards going into his second year, pissed off that he didn't win Rookie of the Year in the first year. Um, You know what I mean? Damian Lillard or some kind of point guard, even if you still have D'Angelo Russell fully healthy. It's one of those things where I think this team could be really good if they're coached well. 
They just have to, you know, they could get Laurie Marketing back if they want. You know what I mean? He was originally drafted there, traded in the Chicago Bulls for the Jimmy Butler package, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then the Chicago Bulls, they're literally a point guard away. You know what I mean? And, and it's just either Kobe White's development comes up or, you know, you trade for Dame or you get, you know, um, Lonzo Ball or something like that. You have Zach Levine on Team USA. You have uh, Nikola Vucevic, who's an all-star, doing so many triple-doubles every single game. It goes unnoticed. Um, Patrick Williams going into his second year. Billy Donovan was the former coach of the year in 2020. It's just one of those things, you know, whether Laurie Marketing stays or not, you get DeMar DeRozan. It doesn't matter. We're going to be fine. You know what I mean? Um, I know I'm rambling, but that's my dark horses, and I think that would be a very interesting conversation. But with that being said, I know we've already wasted, tw- what is it, 12 minutes and 46 seconds of your life going on 50 now. Let's get right into it. We're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. Let's talk about games one through five. I mean, this, this was just an amazing, amazing series so far. The first, the first game, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I kind of have a, it's not a cold, I have allergies right now, but game one. The Bucks won 118 to 105 in Phoenix. It was one of these games. Man, bro, it was just it was just crazy. It was just I don't even know how to get into it. Giannis obviously only has 20 points, 17 rebounds, and four assists in 35 minutes. Coming off that knee injury, no one knew if he was gonna play. No one knew how if it was a season-ending injury or not. You know, that hyper knee extension. Um, he comes in and everyone's saying, oh, he only had 20, 17, and four. Only 2017 and four. Yeah, all right. Blow me with that because those are great numbers, especially with a bad knee. You know, P.J. Tucker only seven points. Brooke Lopez, 17. Middleton, 29. Holiday. Holiday only had nine assists, 10 points, and seven rebounds, which isn't bad. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, Bobby Portis, who's become a fan favorite in Milwaukee. We love to see that for Bobby as a Bulls fan. I still remember when he punched the fuck out of Nico Miritich. Fucking hilarious. Um, but you know, that is, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, that's game one, you know, now let's go on to the sun side of things, you know, Jay Crowder, only one point, you know, in 33 minutes, Jay fucking Crowder, only one point and they won this game, um, by over 10, my, uh, Bridges, you know, 14 points, DeAndre Ayton, 22, Booker, 27, six and two, um, Chris Paul, 32 points, nine assists and four rebounds. Um, Cameron Johnson, 10 points, you know, Cameron Payne, 10 points. It was a great game. It was great. It was just great team ball. There's nothing bad you could say about it. I think it was a great game. Um, now going into it, let's, let's talk about game two, because game two was kind of a different vibe. And I don't know if that'll make sense to a lot of you, but to me, I kind of noticed, um, just a little bit too much excitement. This game again, it was one, 118 to 108, you know, it's in Phoenix again, um, this time, Antetokounmpo in 40 minutes has 42 points, 4 assists, and 12 rebounds. And after this game, we're not even going to talk about it. Middleton only had 11 points. Holiday only had 17. Um, it, it just wasn't in 8 points from Lopez. It just was not good. Bobby Portis, 2 points. You know, um, it, just, it just didn't look good, you know, for Giannis to have 42 points and to still come out with that loss. Um, it, it's really unfortunate, you know what I mean? And, and it, it just is what it is. I really thought the series was over after that. Um, I definitely thought they would take one game in Milwaukee. You know, I kept preaching Suns and four, Suns and four, but I did think, because I believe their record is only one loss so far in the whole postseason in Milwaukee, only one. Um, 
So what are they now? I believe they were seven and one when the season with the buck uh, with the season with the Suns started. So I think they're nine and one now. Yeah, I believe they're nine and one now. So that that's fucking insane. Don't quote me on that, but I, th- I if that's true, I think that's fucking insane. But um, on the Sun side of things, Jay Crowder, 11 points. DeAndre Ayton was 11, uh, 10, 10 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists. Devin Booker, 31 points. Chris Paul, 23 points. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, it just wasn't even that great of a game. You know, uh, Bridges had 27 points. They just, again, playing great team ball. And that's what I mean by the vibe was different. It was just like the Suns were just, they weren't even out playing them, like, individually. They were just playing great team ball. And, and that's something you don't see a lot of. So I was really happy about that. It really made me happy because um, I'm a Devin Booker fan. You know, I love Giannis. I love Giannis as well. Um, I, I really do think whoever wins this NBA Finals um, is undoubtedly earning of it. And I'm very happy about it. And I think going in the next year, it means a lot. Um because it just shows that there's big threats now. And now we're going in the game three now. We're back in Milwaukee. The, the Bucks blow them out 120 to 100. I mean, Jay Crowder, 18 points. Bridges, 4 points. Aiton, 18 points. Chris Paul, only 19 points. Zero rebounds, nine assists. Devin Booker, 10 points. They locked Devin Booker up this game. 10 points, six rebounds, and two assists. Cameron Payne, seven. Jo- Cam Johnson, who is arguably a very good player so far in the NBA Finals. I'm very happy with Cam Johnson's progress. Um, <laughs> uh, Cam Johnson, though, um, only 14 points, which is fine for him. But um, Giannis, again, 41 points in 38 minutes, 13 rebounds, six assists. P.J. Tucker, seven points. Brooke Lopez, 11 uh, Middleton, 18 points. Holiday, five, uh, 21 points, 9 assists, and 5 rebounds. Damn near uh, double-double. <clears throat> um, Bobby Portis, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. Bobby's been going off. Um, it was just a great team ball by the Bucks. You know, the home court advantage really does help them. It, it just triggers something. I've been there. I was at, um, I believe it was game 1 or 2. It was it was whatever the first game in Milwaukee was against the Nets this year in the playoffs. I was with I was there with my buddy, um, and and my former teacher who's a Milwaukee fan, Mr. Vincent. Um, very happy for him. I'm praying they win this championship, honestly, just for him. But um, you know, you get that vibe. I was sitting behind this guy, this guy and his girlfriend. Holy shit! Let me tell you about this guy. Um, this guy, man. Every time Giannis would get the ball. This man would stand up in front of me, mind you. Like, I barely saw fucking... Until, um, you know how they switch sides at halftime? Until Giannis switched sides at halftime, I barely fucking saw the Bucks on offense. I barely fucking saw it. Because every time Giannis grabbed the ball, which is the majority of the time, this man would stand up with his girlfriend and cuss out Kevin Durant and swear at everybody and fucking chant Giannis's name. And he, mind you, Giannis hasn't even fucking moved yet. Giannis is just standing there holding the ball, has possession. He's just chilling. This man is going off like it's game seven of the NBA Finals. Every possession. That is the heart and the mentality of Milwaukee Buck fans. And I don't know if it's all of them, because I, I was talking to a few of the guys, and, and it was a lot of fun. I thought that it was a great atmosphere. You know, um, undoubtedly, for me personally, I haven't been to many um, stadiums outside of Chicago. Like, I've been outside of them, but I haven't been in the atmosphere. But 
Milwaukee is definitely up there in my opinion. I still feel like the United Center just has that different type of vibe. I feel like Staples Center probably has that same vibe because Kobe, um, Magic, LeBron, etc. Um, you know, Kareem, everybody, everybody. But, um, you know, for me, you know, with Michael Jordan type of vibe, the Derrick Rose vibe I get from back in the day, um, the United Center is undoubtedly a different vibe. But um, especially if you're a Blackhawks fan as well. But man, like it's just a different mentality when you're in Milwaukee from personal experience. Um, it's, It's just one of those things where you're just so like, you get, you feel the energy. You know what I mean? You feel it. And even if you're not a Milwaukee fan, like personally, I hate the Brooklyn Nets. I am not a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it's not that I don't like KD. It's not like I don't like James Harden. It's not that I don't like Kyrie Irving. I just hate how they all got there. You know what I mean? Um, It's not like a LeBron the decision type of thing where it was like, okay, well, Wade was already there. Chris Bosh wasn't really, um, you know, the level that James Harden was going into this. And LeBron was just a free agent. So he just respectfully left um, after years of taking nobodies to the final. Um, Now, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but that's, that's just how I feel. So anyways, back to the game. You know, game three, it just felt like a totally different Bucks team. And I think that carried into game four. They're also in Milwaukee again. Now we're talking about game four. Milwaukee wins this game. It's closer. 109 to 103. Devin Booker did a lot better this game. Uh, Jay Crowder, 15 points. Um, Bridges, 7. DeAndre, 8, and only had 6 points, 17 rebounds, and 5 assists. And, you know, Devin Booker goes off for 42 points in 38 minutes, 2 assists, and 1 rebound. Chris Paul, 10 points. Cam Johnson, 10 points. Cameron Payne, 9. Craig has 4. Um, you know, Devin Booker goes off, but it's just not enough. And that's the early feeling you got out of um, the, the Bucks when Giannis went off in game two, but it still just wasn't enough. And it's those things that can deteriorate a team. It's those type of moments where you realize, man, like if I'm dropping 42 and we're still down in this game, when you have, you know, an amazing number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, a Hall of Famer on my other side, you know, you got great post-up shooters like Jay Crowder. You have Cameron Payne out there who's a great floor facilitator. If you're still down, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, it's just, it's just, it just sucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't even do much. Um, he did, mind you. I'm not saying he didn't. Um, I'm just saying it just was not his greatest game. You know, only 26 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists. PJ Tucker didn't even fucking score. Brooke Lopez had 14 points. True Holiday didn't go off. He only had 13. Chris Middleton, however, was the difference maker at the game four. And that's my biggest point about why Chris Middleton can be a number one. This man had 40 points in 43 minutes, six rebounds and four assists. I mean, Bobby Portis, three points is what it is. Um... Back to back to Middleton. Middleton's just a dog. He's just a different animal, a different breed. Um, he understands his role so much to a respective level that he's not. How do I say this? He's not willing to go out on, onto that number one option unless needed. Um, but he damn well will if asked to be that man. You know what I mean? Like he respectably understands, in my opinion, that he is the number two on this team. But he also understands that he can carry the workload if he needs to. And, and that's something different you don't get a lot of. You know, Scottie Pippen was that guy for Michael Jordan. That Scottie Pippen could respectably be that number one option if Michael were to go down. If some Michael decided to go play baseball for two years or retire from the game or something like that. You know what I mean? Or the, during the flu game, whatever it was. Um, 
Scotty knew he could be that guy. Anthony Davis, I wish, could be that guy for LeBron James like he deserves. Kyrie Irving wished he could be that guy. He tried to be that guy in Boston. You know what I mean? Um, and he really wasn't that guy in New York this year either. And, and it's just one of those things where it's a different mentality. It's a different weight you carry on your shoulders because you're not the number one option, but you're one of the number one scorers. You know what I mean? And, and, and it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It shouldn't make sense, but it does um, for, for him at least. And, and that's one of my favorite things about Chris Middleton is that this man is just so much fun to watch. Um, there's just uh, undoubtedly, like if Chris Middleton were on the Chicago Bulls, I would be talking about this man every other night. You know what I mean? It's just fucking crazy. Now we're talking about game five. Last night, the Bucks win 123 to 119. It was a one point game with only a few seconds left. You know, it was, um, I believe it was 121. No, it was 120 to 119. Devin Booker gets the possession. He's going in. Chris Middleton, boom, moves it, kicks that ball out. True Holiday, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're all on him. They get the ball out of his hands. True Holiday comes in with it. Boom, lobs it up to Giannis. Giannis slams it down. It's going to be the cover photo for this image. Um, or for this, for this post. But, man, it was, it was just something to see. And, and then, obviously, you know, they win the game 123 after following, um, after the Suns foul. Um, intentionally it, to 119, and but it was just such a great game in 41 minutes. Giannis Antetokounmpo 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists. PJ Tucker three points. Brooke Lopez nine points. Um, Chris Middleton again 44 minutes, 29 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Here was the big story though. Here was the big story. Was True Holiday with 27 points, 13 assists, four re- four rebounds in 42 minutes. True Holiday. And I forgot what they even traded for True Holiday. Um, let me let me let me actually look it up because I arguably I I, I honestly forgot. Um, but it was it was just one of those things. Okay, it was a trade to Milwaukee and four team deal. Um, what the fuck? I forgot this even happened. It was with New Orleans, Milwaukee, Denver, and OKC. That is crazy. Okay, so New Orleans got Stephen Adams, right? Um, Milwaukee got True Holiday. Oklahoma got George Hill. That's horrible. Um, and Denver Nuggets got RJ Hampton, who they actually traded for Aaron Gordon going to the Magic later on. And honestly, in my personal opinion, RJ Hampton's a dog. I don't care what anybody says. So if they would have kept RJ Hampton when Jamal and then you know Jamal Murray obviously goes down, if that were to happen, um, and, and they still had R.J. Hampton, I think they actually give the Suns a run for their money. Because I actually like R.J. Hampton a lot. I think there's a lot to do with him. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there for the future. I just It's very unfortunate he's with the Magic now. Um, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Anywho, back to the discussion. Getting True Holiday. For what? What did they give up? Um... I think it was, what, George Hill? It had to have been George Hill. They give up George Hill to OKC, who's arguably one of the least threatable teams in the fucking league right now. I mean, def- they definitely have the draft capital to be a threat. They could e- easily trade all those picks for two, three superstars if they want to play with Shea, Zero Alexander. Or they could just draft a shit ton of stars, you know, a shit ton of snubs that nobody knew about, like Donovan Mitchell-type guys who go later on in the draft. Um... But we'll see. But they get True Holiday for damn near nothing. Damn near nothing. 
And they just completely, completely and utterly dominate. And True Holiday, mind you, you know, he's not a dog like that. You know what I mean? At least not at least not in New Orleans. You know what I mean? He wasn't lobbing it up to Lonzo or or Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram every single night like he is with Giannis. The connection is different. The chemistry is different. Let's talk about True Holiday's stats on the season. This so far this season, he averaged 17.7 points per game, six assists. Four rebounds. That's in 2020 with Milwaukee. In New Orleans, you know, 19 points, six rebounds, uh, or no, six assists, four rebounds. 2018, um, seven rebound or seven assists, five rebounds, and 21 points. So he's not a scrub by any means, but the numbers he's putting up right now are in, excuse me, insane. Like this man is just. I don't even. I can't even. I can't even talk about it. Like there's nothing to say. Like. It's just making me... I did not think, you know, getting True Holiday made them a big three. I really didn't. I thought, you know, okay, that's a great pickup. Don't get me wrong. Um, He's aging, but he's still good. But I didn't think it would be to this level of impact. Because I thought him and Chris Middleton's game were somewhat similar. Um... You know, and, and the role they might be playing is somewhat similar, but it was just it was just an all out brawl. Now we're gonna talk about the sun side of things. I don't know if we talked about it. Um Crowder, ten points, Bridges, thirteen points, eight and twenty. Devin Booker goes off in forty two minutes at forty points, four rebounds and three assists. Chris Paul, twenty one points, eleven assists, two rebounds in thirty five minutes. Cam Johnson, six points, Cameron Payne, six points, Craig, three points in nine minutes. Um You just have to be better. You just have to be better than that. Devin Booker is literally carrying the weight. Um, the main thing right now for me is that Giannis is feeling great. I don't know what it is, if it's cortisone or um, some kind of like muscle relaxer that's making his knee feel great, but I have no idea how this man is playing as well as he is right now. Because the big thing for me, <laughs> and it's something, it's something that not a lot of people understand, when you have a knee injury, nonetheless, just an injury in general, when it's that kind of muscle, when it's that kind of strain on your body, that shit can linger for over a year, if not treated properly. So I understand that Giannis is going crazy right now and all power to him, but it makes me wonder like how this is going to impact next year, God forbid, if it gets worse or if it lingers after the finals, you know what I mean? Um, which I doubt, he seems fine. But it's just it's just crazy. So the Bucks have taken a three two lead against the Suns. Um, what do I think happens? What do I see happening? Do I see going six? You know, they end this game in Arizona um, or Phoenix, I should say. But um, or do I see it going back? I believe they go back to Milwaukee for Game Seven, don't they? Um, let me check right now. They would be if it were to go to Game Seven, it would be in Milwaukee. That is fucking insane. It would be um. No, wait. It would be in Phoenix. Okay, the next game, game six, is in Milwaukee. And then game seven is going to be in Phoenix. All right, that's crazy. Um, personally, let's talk about it. What do we think? I think, man, it's hard, bro. It's hard. It's really hard because I love the energy that Giannis has right now. Um, but I truly do think that this goes seven games. I just think it does. Um it would be great for Giannis to take it tomorrow, or um, Tuesday, I should say. It, today is currently, um, the game is Tuesday. It is currently Sunday, uh, July 18th, 2021. So that game will be played the, on the 20th. All right, yeah, the 20th, and then game seven would probably be that Thursday, I would, I would like to assume. Um, 
yeah, it would be Thursday, July 22nd. But for me, I wanted to go seven games. I think Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Monty Williams, they definitely can make it into seven games. They definitely have the potential. We've seen them do this before. We've seen them shut them down. The main thing right now is they are just guarding very, very well, very elitely. And, you know, Giannis and Brooke have found a way to neutralize DeAndre Ayton to some level. You know what I mean? Like, he's getting his boards. Don't get me wrong. Um, But offensively, he's just not the threat he was in other series and earlier on in this series. Um, I think they realize that if as long as they focus on Devin Booker and Chris Paul, the game is theirs. You know what I mean? Because Jay Crowder has not shown up the way he has in years past, which um, it, it is very unfortunate. But because Jay Crowder is a dog, don't get me wrong. Jay, don't get that twisted. Jay Crowder is a dog. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And I just think the biggest part for me right now is to see their approach to it, how to stop Giannis. You know what I mean? Um and I think that's all that really matters is the health of Giannis is everything. True Holiday is showing up. True Holiday is doing everything he possibly can um, to win this game and to win this series. And I think Chris Middleton, obviously, you know, being that number one option um, to some extent is everything. But with that being said, I can't wait for game six, game seven, maybe. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. This is one of the best NBA finals, like I said, in a very long time. But with that being said, this has been Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Um, we're going to be keeping you guys updated about everything. We're going to be doing it post-game six, possibly post-game seven. Um, I, I will stay tuned. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.